Hey, welcome back. Certainly glad you could join us today. Welcome back to Definitely Not Art, where you get an inside look into being an independent artist. I'm your host, Jalen Holson, and with me today is the man that taught me everything I know, the most legendary Twitch streamer to ever exist, the sexiest version of the Scoob anime series, Scuba's Art. How are you doing today, sir? I was really good until the last part of that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had to throw it in there, man. I had yeah, to throw well, it in there. You almost heard my headphones get taken off and went across the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm very happy to to hear your lovely voice, my good sir. It's been way too long. It has been, man. And uh, like, I'm really, really excited to be on. I'm honored to be on this, man. Oh, dude, thank, thank you. Thank you, indeed. <laughs> well, usually how we like. Uh, Talk get about the Chiefs, shows right for like an hour. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, we can get to the Chiefs that's, later. That's, that's what this is. That's, that's what you yeah, told, that's, me, told me. This was not art. It was just we're talking about Chiefs. <laughs> Exclusively a sports podcast that I disguised yeah. as an art podcast. Actually, don't act uh, like I don't so, see you complaining on Twitter every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they've been red hot right now, though. For real, oh, I'm, for I'm real, like okay. The, 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 de- the defense. Okay, we're gonna lose art people, but the defense. <laughs> oh, dude, that's what gets me excited. It's coming alive, and like Sorensen's right. playing less. Thank you, Christ, because that but he, dude. But I you swear. know what? When he plays in the right spots, I love that dude. I will give him his flowers all day long. <laughs> I will give that man his flowers. As long as Patrick plays. Mahomes' brother, like Jackson, doesn't do anything dumb to to ruin the rest of the season, I'll be all right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's the main. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. We're gonna make it. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh my god. No, you're fine. Sorry, sorry okay. art people. Um sorry. Sorry guys. I know sports it's you know, it is what it is. Yeah. We love the Chiefs though. Go Chiefs. Yeah, we've Red suffered Nation. for years, so we get to talk about it when we want. God damn right we did. Every time. <laughs> oh my god. But usually we just start with uh asking the guest artists uh to to tell me about your art journey. Like what point um, in your many years of uh, being on this earth where you like, no, this is the stuff that I really like to do. This is what I want to be uh, when I grow up. I want to be able to to make art. I want to be able to kind of make it as a side hustle or even a full-time career. Uh, oh, dude, as a as a, um, a job, I think it was, man, I, this won't come as much of a surprise, but uh, I think going into a comic book shop and I remember picking up uh, Battle Chasers issue four. That was nice. like the one. It was the one with like the multiple variant covers, you know. And I was just like, I remember I loved comics and I was drawing them and I've been drawing ever since I was a kid. But like when you saw Joe's art on that particular book, you would never seen anything like that. Even through the, all the image stuff, uh, all the crazy stuff like Byfield and all them, Jim Lee and all them guys were doing. You'd never seen anything like Battle Chasers over here at the time. I know you're young, you're baby, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I'm like 82 over here compared to you. But at the time, Thanks, like Dad. all we all we had, yeah. 
All we had, all we had on TV was Dragon Ball Z, and you had to get up at like six thirty on a Saturday to watch it, you know. And that was like the rest was Western animation, and you know the difference between Western and like anime stuff. Seeing like Battle Chasers was like finally you saw uh, something that was so close to anime stuff in a comic book form. That was kind of that was I think that was like the moment where it's like like I can I can do this if I get really like I could do this if I get really good I can make art look like this and uh, I think that was what put the first little uh, little thought that like this could be like uh, if I push hard enough I can get on this level or something and and that'll be worth it and I don't have to like paint paint trees or something you know <laughs> like I don't have to do like Hallmark cards and stuff like that nothing wrong with that but it wasn't my gig everybody wanted me to do that stuff when I was a kid but yeah. like. That's, there's a complete difference between like drawing battle chases every day and uh, painting somebody's puppy, you know, for Christmas. <laughs> that was that was, I oh, think that was the moment. I got you, dude. Battle chasers was that moment. I, I I had a similar kind of. I'd always liked comic books, you know, as we do. Yeah. Um, but I think the drawing thing was like I was in college, like you were, and I had an art teacher that kind of called me on my bullshit because I had always been the kid that could just take an art class to take it, and my stuff would turn out, like, better than everyone else's, but I didn't have to try that hard. Like, there was no application of, like, me actually putting effort in anything. I could just get stuff done. It was whatever. Um, So I tried that with her class, and I think it was, like, the second uh, project that we did because it was a little more complicated. She's like, you're going to redo this? And you're going to actually try um, or you're going to fail the rest of this class. And I was like, damn, okay. So then that <laughs> blow, my blow off class, my senior year when I'm doing like psych thesis and all that kind of shit turned into like a really heavy class. Cause that's when I like dove full into actually trying to see how good I was. Um, thanks to that professor. Um, but so, yeah. So was this like a teacher that was like, I see your potential and you're not living up to it type of thing. Oh yeah, she called like, me out like like hard because so, we so would do like class a, critiques. Okay, okay. So it was like a yeah. positive role model thing, not just like stop being lazy, kids. It was like I see you can do something, and I want you to get on that level. Cheer up, Cable Love. That's that's exactly what happened. She was just that's like, awesome. This dude. is that's, this is ridiculous. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, you you got to try. That's man. awesome. Man. <laughs> that's so awesome, man. Like we like not everybody has those. Uh, those uh, role models, you know, that's, I don't know, seeing, seeing something in a kid, I hear so many stories about, uh, from artists too, like, I'm sure you heard them too, where like a teacher's like, you can't do this for a living, or, you know, I mean, like, give up on it, walk away, but seeing a teacher say like, you have something special, and you're gonna do it. <laughs> exactly. You know? That's complete opposite of that, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's how that's how we all like this end at least. That's how this end got into the the biz, if you want to call it that or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, rolling on down the list here. Uh, what is it about being an indie artist or like a freelance artist that you like the most? Um, is it you know the the kind of projects you take on? Is it the interactions you have with people? You know, what is it that keeps the the fuels in the in the tank, if you will? Um, I think, like, as far as being freelance, uh, it's probably the idea that, um, I don't know, there's always, I feel like there's always a chance at something new, a new project or something you've never done before, you know what I mean? 
Like you yeah. get commission, you, you don't know what it is. Like I don't I don't know how you feel with commissions, um, but like uh, you just never know what that person's gonna want, and every job feels like it's kind of like I mean, go back to sports and stuff. You know, you hear about those the quarterbacks like next play. You know, maybe 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 you did great uh, the play before, or maybe you, you botched it. But the next commission that comes in the next email is like a fresh start. And uh, if you have that mindset of like 110% every play type of thing, I think that there's with freelance, there's that. It's new job. Everything I did before this doesn't, if I screwed up before this and I was mad at myself or if I did really, really good, then I can just do better. So like, I think that's that mystery of like the next job is what's super appealing about freelance in particular. Yeah, for sure. Because you really don't, you really don't know like you might be you might have an idea because like let's say right. you know i use upwork or whatever like you might be in that category of like fantasy art but it might be something you've never drawn before like I, if you've never done like a dragon or like some kind of castle you yeah know, and, yeah and you get that one commission now you have that challenge of like okay they expect xyz and like now you have to kind of step up to the plate so whatever happened mm-hmm. before is done because it's on to the the next thing in line here so yeah, I feel yeah. that man. I definitely feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps everything. I feel like it keeps everything really fresh. It keeps your skill set fresh. Uh, you have to constantly, when you're doing your studies and stuff, you have to be like, all right, well, I do like you say, I need to do fantasy art all the time. But what if somebody comes by and they say like, I got a D and D character, but it's a sci-fi setting or something like that, or I'm making a game, made some sci-fi stuff. So you're constantly like, I need to study those too. You're not just pigeonholed in, in one project for years and years and years. Um, I think especially for like ADHD leaning brains. <laughs> like, yep. I'm sure you guys watched me on stream struggle with staying on one thing. But like uh, that was a big part of it was like I just need fresh shit all the time. Yeah, that makes sense, man, for sure. And like go go a little deeper on that, like not trying to fall into one kind of thing, because I think there's always that that art debate. Is, is it better to have a skill set as a freelancer that is, like, diverse? Like, I can do a lot of things pretty good versus being, like, exclusively good at one thing. I, I don't know what your thought is on that, but... Man, I don't know what my thought is. <laughs> 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 because, you know what I mean? Like, I've heard so many people say so many different things. Like, I, I definitely believe there's a benefit to doing everything you can and getting hired everywhere you can. But I think there's like a, uh, unless you are just like your capacity to learn and uh, incorporate like everything you can into a, a top level skill set, right? I think um, there's benefit to focusing on one thing because, uh, for instance, we, we had a little uh, production meeting with a comic company uh, a couple weeks ago and they said like, um, we're we're sticking to this genre now. They were trying to kind of do film and animation and uh, different style books, but we're like, we're like, we're sticking to fantasy because the, the algorithm, and that's another thing now, man, we got algorithms to combat with as artists. I, like everybody knows that shit, right? And, um, I don't know, back in the day, dude, if you're, you know, like I said, if you're a painter, you see, you see painters and they have their things. So they were probably specialized in stuff too, but uh, he was, he was basically telling me like we so much of our stuff is in fantasy and D and D that's where we're going to stick because that's what the algorithm's automatically going to 
pick out for us uh, on people's searches. So I see that appeal, and but like I said, I see the appeal of just can you can you do any job that a person wants you to do? Because if you if you do one thing, you got to do it really well, right? To be above yeah. the best person in that category to get hired. If you do many things, you can just you know. Scatter shot of job postings (laughs) and just be like, I can do whatever. So there's benefits, but like, so in our example, you know, comic style art, it doesn't necessarily have to be in comics, but like, you can go into storyboards and you can go into commissions, but you're working in your style. You're not necessarily oil painting or watercolor painting. You can, I think you can do those things to learn, um, to like improve ways of seeing and your ways your brain will work but like i think you saw you, you see me sketching a lot um and you saw me doing that on twitch a lot it was just a lot of line art a lot of line art and that was my main focus was i'm not going to spend all day trying everything i'm going to spend all day the majority of every day on line art like get good at that i can sell shade really fast um and it's simple and it's it's nothing you know, that's going to blow people away color-wise, but the line art's there. So, so my specialty, I decided, was comic-style line art and putting all my effort into that. And then the coloring would be, like, the cell shading stuff and not real painterly. Now, if you get free time, you want to go into that stuff and learn it. I know that's not really a genre thing, but, like, if you can learn your fundamentals of your line art, of drawing a person. You can put fantasy armor on him. You can put sci-fi armor on him. You can draw a tank and you can draw a horse and you can do all that stuff if you learn your line art because it's all, it's all breaking down those same basic shapes, right? So that's, Absolutely. That's, I guess that's the way the way that I'm looking at it is uh, do you want to specialize in color? Do you want to specialize in line art stuff? Um, and I think those those two things can often be so different when you talk to somebody I'll, I'll get people that are amazing painters just blow my mind and be like, how do you do your lines like this? How do you make lines like this? You know what I mean? And I'm like, how do you paint? Like, I right. can't do what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you feel dude. me on that. So, like, that's where I think the specializing as an artist comes in. Like, be a 3D artist, you know, put 80% of your time in 3D, working on Blender, uh, either making like hard assets or characters, right? Um, if you're going to be a 2D artist, work on, decide if you want to do line art, heavy stuff, or decide if you want to do colors and paint and, and landscape type stuff. You know, decide those two different things. And I think the rest of the genres that cross over, you know, if you can draw, if you can figure out the basic shapes that go into anything, you can figure out how to draw a monster or a person, and it's kind of really going to be the same thing. They're going to use the same skeletal structure, all that stuff. But you're going to know how to do your lines, and you're going to know how to do them quickly, and you're going to know how to do balance and gesture, because you've been spending the majority of your time on that shape language. Those foundations are where you need to focus on uh, the most, and those will just translate into everything. I guess that's a long answer. So no, it's a, it's a good, no, it's a good deep dive into it, because like, there's really not a there's not a right and there's not a wrong answer because like it right. just depends on kind of what you want to do with your freelance stuff. Like if you feel like you're confident and you can make money 
specializing in just doing like portraits, then that's where you can do your thing. But like, but if you're going to specialize, you got to realize there's other people that specialize that might be above you versus if you're kind of a jack of all trades, like you can take mm-hmm. in more jobs, but you might not necessarily progress yeah. in any specific realm that you want to progress in as an artist. So it's, it's that's, interesting to kind of, that's, look that's at, a great you know? way to put it, dude. You're probably going to, if you, if you're jack of all trades, you're probably going to be a middleman type position at a company, but you're probably going to always have job security. If you specialize in something, a style or whatever, you have the chance to be who you are and desired for your that one skill set, that one thing that you can constantly do over and over <laughs> and over again. But you might be the best in the industry at it. That you, or or the downside is, you're not. You know. Yeah. And then you just, <laughs> you're just like, oh, I, I goofed, you know. But yeah, it's it's a really tough question that I think a lot of artists have to time figuring out it, it even goes into the i know i'm kind of rambling on this but it goes into the the fan art thing too you know like yeah people people want to do uh fan art because it gets us so so many views and we post our original stuff and it kind of tanks but if you lean on just trying to get views and grow on social media with fan art the minute you switch over you have to know that you switch even switching to another fan art if you if you like drawing Street Fighter or Overwatch and then you just switched over to a completely another genre and hope to get the same traction, those people that were liking your stuff before are not going to care. It doesn't matter how good your art is because they, <clears throat> there's a point where non-artists, um, I think especially, don't look at your line quality or your paint quality and follow you for that. Like, I'll follow artists just on their style, man. Like, I don't yeah, care what you same. draw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but there's people out there that just follow based because you're a critical role artist, you know, <laughs> it's like, exactly. Like, and, and that's a great, great, great fandom, man. And I, I will farm that. <laughs> just be a guy if I can, but I know once I don't post that, it's like 500 views to one, uh, you know? Right. And that's, that's something I think people need to take into account more. It's like, do, do what you want to be doing in the future. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Do what the job is you want to be hired for. Exactly. Cause like if, if you're not, then you're just going to be you're chasing them algorithms, man. And that can be so exactly. damaging. And I see it so often. Dude, people yeah. take breaks and then they just, they're, or they just straight up stop. You know what I mean? Cause they, mm-hmm. they get so caught up in the number stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's definitely crazy out there. Under these days. <laughs> yeah. You're oh, right. No, man. you're right. Um, but speaking of maybe like goals and, or like, uh, I guess algorithms and numbers, but what are some goals that you have for your art career right now? And then like, how are you kind of putting things in in motion to get them going? Oh, well, um, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, one, one thing that I've always, I mean, I talk about battle chasers, but, uh, Joe, Joe mad, he's, he's always been like that. Uh, kind of guidepost, not just because I'm a huge fanboy of like everything he does, but like his career trajectory, the ability that he has to basically do whatever he wants now, just on his on his name and his style. I think he can get hired anywhere he wanted to if he, you know what I mean? No, for um, sure. Yeah, I think that that's the big goal. Uh, Short term goal. Um, I think. I think we talked about it before we came on here. It was like the sketches. I love just laying in bed on the iPad, man, 
and just sketching before bed. It like you just lose a couple hours just sketching, and I would love for that somehow to support me. I guess just yeah. just the the free free drawing sketches, whatever you want to do at night that is is not too um, technical, too like job related. Just being able to sketch what you want when you want, and maybe put those sketchbooks out. Um, I, I think you've seen a lot of artists that do those. They put out their sketches and stuff like that, and sell it. I think that's that's kind of my uh, big project, sort of short term in the next year or so, is probably putting out a sketchbook of just the silly stuff that I draw while laying in bed or whatever, and seeing if that goes over well and. Uh, Hopefully, maybe if that does, my hope is that I can keep putting more time into it um, and have that be kind of a thing, you know, like something yeah. that I love doing and that people resonate with and it starts to build a career doing that type of stuff rather than just, like I said, doing the fan art that's finished and polished and the commissions that are always finished and polished and trying to come up with stickers or prints or whatever. It's just like, can I, can I make just doing sketches that are fun, um, can I make that into something big enough to support me? That's kind of my shorter term goal. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, hey, you gotta, I mean, if you make one, you got one customer out the bank right here. Like, I'm a, I'm yeah, a snag no, that I, shit. That's, that's the Instant. second goal is to get you to do free colors on everything. <laughs> to, <laughs> to no out, problem, dude. To figure no out what problem. is your sweet spot and how do I get you <laughs> to color it at, like, 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, absolutely. Well, that those sound like some some definitely fun things. I hope and I hope and I pray that you're able to uh, achieve them. Obviously, you have my support as always, and there it's going to be awesome watching that kind of roll out, man. I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate that. Um, man. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Uh, so, what have been, I guess, some of your favorite projects? Because you've been in the game for hot minute so has, has, has there been any commissions or things that you've done personally for yourself that you're just like damn like that is that's one for the memory banks because like i'm so either maybe just proud of the work or like proud of the process that went into the work and i got that done kind of thing oh yeah it's a good question man um i think the books i mean you probably you probably know a little bit about this because uh you spent so much time working on comic stuff yourself but uh, once you get that first book printed, not even just like those pages up online, but like holding the book in print or going to a con and selling it, um, there's something about that that like just sits with you, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it, yeah, just I think I think that's the thing is like more than anything is like holding a tangible print or a sticker that you made. I uh, I loved, man, I loved. Uh, when you guys did that, draw us in your style. I never try to do one of those, and I still think <laughs> about that. I mean, I mean, seriously, that that is near and dear to my heart. It's like one of my best art career moments because so many guys did. I thought maybe one or two of you guys <laughs> would like hearing me. You're me, like, vastly <laughs> underrated. How how vastly <laughs> and like and like it was good. You guys were crushing it, um, like left and right. Some of you put some immature stuff in there. I'm gonna let slide. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm only trying to make you proud, Dad. That's all. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you keep <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my No, but God. you guys, yeah, that, that, I think that Draw This In Your Style was, was something that, uh, you know, like, you, you have moments where you, like, you have moments where you're just doing jobs, or you're just getting by, or you're trying to get better, but then you have moments where you're like, oh, man, I want this so much more now, and that, that Draw This In Your Style moment was like, yeah, I want this career to be so successful because of you guys. Like, I I wanted more of that community. Um, watching you guys turn that, you guys took a character that I made up. It, oh, well, we all kind of threw into it, um, but like, <laughs> you guys put your own takes on it, man. And like I said, the art was just so fucking good. It was just sorry if I'm cussing. Um, no, you're good. <laughs> you we, we got that explicit on here, good. We're good. Uh, you, okay, good. Um, yeah. That was yeah. Besides like the comic books. I think that was like the one thing that like is like the high point of my career was seeing you guys all turn loose on a, on a character that I made. Cause like, that's, that's one thing I think would be so amazing. I don't know how you would feel, but like, imagine you design a character and and people cosplay it or it's in a video game. You know what I mean? Oh like, my God. Dude, you see yeah. people start cosplaying it and you're like, I designed that. That was so close to that experience was that people genuinely like this character enough to, to spend all this time on it. There are people making 3D renders of it. Um, <laughs> yep. Like, man, it was, yeah, that was, that was, that's up there on the list besides the book. Definitely that. It makes sense. Cause like when we, when we make our own original content, like I'm, I'm still kind of working on a new uh, book myself, but like when you, you make these characters, they're like, there's a part of you in the character. You know what I mean? Like when we create stuff, it comes mm-hmm. from somewhere. Yeah. So to That's... see that kind of out in the world and have people interpret it and love it for their own reason, as much as you love it because of why you made the character is like, it's just a whole different experience. Yeah, dude, you're right. I, I didn't think about that, but like there was a lot of my personal like agenda, <laughs> my attitude towards <laughs> like uh, just things with like the world were in that character, you know, and it's like seeing people grab onto it. And even like you're saying, they, they put their own spin on it or their own story ideas to it. And you get to see where things go. That's yeah. You're absolutely right with that. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, I try to be sometimes maybe <laughs> it's like, call it, he's paying off, man. <laughs> it really is. You know, that's how we, that's how we're able to have these lovely podcasts. You know what I mean? You just gotta yeah. work on your skills here, you know, <laughs> reflecting, you know, Oh man. Well, this is this is the hot button question. This is it. All right. We we know you did stream. I am going to send a change the question entirely. Is there going to be a return of Scuba on Twitch? That is that is the question. Uh like I think what I'm going to do is like you're you're going to be way too young to get this reference. You're just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> how how dare you? How dare you? I wipe so, my own ass. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. All right. Well, um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles, there's a band long time ago, long time ago called the Eagles. <laughs> um, but they did like these, these farewell tours and it's kind of like a running joke on how many farewell tours they did. So I think that's just what I'm going to do is like a farewell tour every year. Just try to get like 500 subs. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, so for sure. You know what I mean? Just every year, just come back to it. Uh, but no, I think, I think, uh, man, we were, we were, we were going 
hard, dude. <laughs> like you guys were with me too. That's why I say we. That wasn't yeah. like a solo thing. Like you guys were there, propping me up. Every it felt like a. Uh, it didn't feel like a solo stream. It felt like a community stream. You know what I mean? We were there like fifty hours. A, we were doing fifty hours a week. I remember at one point. Average. We were. Yeah, that was, that was um, pretty wild, man. It was wild, but it was fun, and it was it was moving the needle. But like, I think what I noticed was. Um, Another long answer to it is I noticed that it's easier to build outside of Twitch and bring that audience in. And I saw bigger artists doing that. Uh, so I think that's kind of my goal now um, until I find things have settled down a little bit. I also wasn't able to really study as much or concentrate on skill sets um, streaming that much. Which <laughs> is put you into like sometimes your brain just goes into a loop and you're just talking to people about their stories every day, you know, and you're like, yeah, you're just kind of in a zone, you know what I mean? It just goes so fast, but I think I needed to, I think what I needed to do is kind of pull back, settle down, get better, and then build up outside of Twitch, and then I definitely, I think about it a lot. I don't think streaming's going anywhere uh, at all, especially not Twitch, um, and I think that it's always going to be there, and it's going to be bigger and better every year, and it's going to be easier to capture an audience so i guess to make it not about me but to make it about anybody who's stressed about streaming is you got time like streaming's not going to go anywhere and there's going to be more people streaming but there's going to be more people watching streaming as the years go on so uh focus on your craft i would say i think i think that's the most important thing is <clears throat> you can focus on that get better build it up outside of twitch or YouTube or Facebook or whatever, and then bring it back. So that's kind of the plan. Is when I feel like the return on investment is going to be worth it, and I have some more things settled down at home, then then yeah, I'll, I'll probably think of something to do. Maybe even like one or two nights a week or something like that. But I want it, I want it to be worth the return on investment because uh, right now streaming. I think most people know this. You you've got to push for those numbers if you're just trying to grow on Twitch. You gotta really put that time in like two or three hours, one night a week ain't gonna do it. Um and I think that's probably what I'm limited to right now. So I wouldn't I don't think I'd really mess with it yet. Long so really it's more like you wanna get your, your audience built back up out on like the talk and, you know, maybe some other platforms and then kinda work your way back into it so that way it's more of a viable mm -hmm. Yeah, I want it to be. Thing. I want things to be much more efficient. I think that's part of my problem with my career is I haven't been efficient, and a lot of artists are probably that same way too. We all kind of, because we're artists, you know, we're, <laughs> our brains are our brains are just meant to be, you know what I mean, floating in the clouds. But we're uh, free spirits, Steve. We're we are free right? spirits out in the universe. Okay. Uh huh. So yeah, I think when it's when things are more efficient, uh, I'll I'll definitely figure out something to come back to because I. Keep in touch with a lot of people, and uh, I miss you guys. And that was those are some really really fun nights, but they definitely were not career efficient <laughs> always. <laughs> For um, sure, man. Yeah, things got a little wild, but um, yeah, yeah, it's the plan. Awesome, awesome. Well, at least we can now uh, have that clickbaity headline title of like you know 
Steve answers the long-awaited question: Will he return? Yeah, because you, you, you have to have that. You have to have something. Take, you have to have something taken out of context to get the clicks right, and it's exactly, completely exactly. not in the completely not in the transcribed dialogue. <laughs> Coming back to Twitch tomorrow, confirmed. Oh my god! Can you <laughs> confirms Twitch return? Yeah, in, in all caps. Right. Oh right. my god. But yeah, I, mean, I think the the coolest thing for me, at least when I found your stream, well, obviously it was the community. But I think, at least for me, from an outsider, to kind of look back on this legendary path that you had when you were streaming, um, was the amount of us that are now having somewhat of a, a a stable streaming career because we were in that community collaborating with everybody before everything got started. Like I had just got my my new setup in 2020, kind of was when I you know, the pandemic, you know, like everybody else, um, when I kind of found your stream and stuff. Um, but I hadn't really started streaming myself. I didn't really know how, but sitting in that community, like asking all those questions and then being able to just kind of do it. And then having you kind of, you know, in that support system along with everybody else I met in chat, um, it was was cool. And yeah, it is. It was what it was, and now, like, if you look, you know, you know, Biggie's streaming now, and Pastel's oh, so streaming now, that, like, so right? Like, just had him on, and it was—he's so amazing. He's just an amazing guy. I I can't wait till his comic uh, just blows up because he, oh, like, dude, he's he's one of those dudes that like, I mean, you you both when we did those critique sessions, you can tell sometimes when like um, people are serious about it because they'll take those critiques you give and they'll do it, you know? And like, he was that way and you were that way with it. So. Absolutely, man. Oh yes. Well, we are just making great time. This is delicious. Uh, so we're going to get into one of my more favorite segments of the show called Tokyo shit. Basically, this is where we as freelance artists kind of get to talk about our pet peeves, you know, vent a little, get that, negative self-talk out into the universe and just get that bad energy away from us um by talking about some things that we've run into doing commissions or projects or whatever so uh what are your biggest turnoffs when someone's asking you for a commission uh dude well i think everybody goes through the edits <laughs> after you know what I mean? every every yeah. every artist this is listen, listen I, I will say my biggest pet peeves right now weirdly enough uh probably go to the artists more than the commissioners because y'all gotta raise your prices please oh my sweet jesus please please Some of y'all, <laughs> you, you could literally go down the street and and get a job at the worst the pick the worst place in town the worst place in town and you'll be making double what you're making on your art and and like and i i had to have people have this talk with me so that's why I'm giving it. <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. Is, you is, do it. This is why I feel like I'm entitled to give this because uh, I had to have people beat me over the head with this. Was like, you aren't making a living because you're charging two or three dollars an hour. You feel like that fifty dollar commission is too expensive, but when you put the hours in, it's it's two or three dollars an hour without taxes being taken out. And I see so much of this on like Reddit and DeviantArt is horrible. Facebook is horrible. And I just want to tell people they're worth so much. You can get so much more out of this and you just don't realize it until you raise prices. 
and and that goes for us as more established artists to raise our prices too, because that raises the entire industry. I know people probably hear that and be like, "Ah, oh, it's greedy money," you know, and blah blah. blah. Art's supposed to be about passion. Um, uh, fuck that. Royally fuck that notion as well. Yeah, you you cannot pay your light bill on passion, and it's like this whole this whole NFT fight that goes on online now, and like. Jeez. There's people that are against like people selling art on NFTs, and then I see them have like a Redbubble shop. Like it's just, you're complaining about the same stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the same. You know what I mean? You're all selling. Yeah. You're all selling out. If there's a tool song that you know what I mean, like it's just about that, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's dude. like it's exactly. like everybody is the man. Everybody is the man. You're all selling to the man. They're just your customers. You're doing fan art of another per- person's IP, probably. And putting on a sticker and going to a con, and then selling that. Um, and I know there's there's other little problems with NFTs. Not to get into that whole thing. I know there's little right, nuances, right. but rec- <laughs> just just recognize that like it's a business, and if you don't make money, you don't get to draw, and you go, you really go work a job for a corporation that is really fucking up the planet. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, somewhere, for sure. somewhere down the line in a giant Amazon warehouse that I, and I've done those and like you just sit there like a robot and you just put stuff into a bin and, and it ships out and you don't get breaks and you don't get your phone and just put cameras on you or whatever, whatever the hell. Um, so raise your prices. Long story short, come back to it. Raise your prices. Don't be afraid of money in the art industry or you're not going to make it. And for someone like me who, who, who was uh, adverse to money, the one thing that got me to raise my prices was knowing that if I raise my prices, it helps everybody else in the art industry. The more I raise my prices, the more it helps everybody else in the industry. So don't we got to stop trying to undercut each other. <laughs> we got to actually raise our price. We got to be a union together and raise our prices and encourage each other because that's how the industry is going to survive. Because right now, Right now, like I always thought it was. You ever see those catfish ponds? You grew up in the Midwest, so I know. I know oh you, yeah. I know you know oh, catfish yeah. pond. You throw that <laughs> fucking food in there, and you just see them coming up for it, just little bites, and they're just yep. fighting for it. And that's artists right now, and and we're doing it for twenty, thirty dollars a commission. Um, so that's Never. that's my big pet peeve right now. Is like, it's actually with a lot of the artists because. And it's not to make anybody feel bad, but like I, I want everybody to know that they're they're worth more, and they're only devalued because they're devaluing themselves, and other people are devaluing art. And then somebody comes to you for an emote commission, and they only want to pay twenty bucks for it. Nobody should be doing an emote commission, in my in my opinion, for less than like fifty bucks on Twitch. That should oh be, yeah. If I if I had a union, I would say that's the minimum is fifty dollars, because you're a streamer. You can get your community to pay for that emote or whatever it is, but they're doing it for like twenty bucks, and you're spending ten hours. And if you do anything on Twitch ever, <laughs> you know <laughs> you know how many edits are involved after the final project is approved. Anybody exactly. who's done work for stream stuff knows that final project gets improved, and then they, their community doesn't like something, and so they, then they want you to edit it. So you got to charge for that time too. So that's. I guess that's where um, my pet peeve is: is that uh, as artists, we got to start start taking control of things a little bit more. If we want, if we want to be respected, 
or else we can't complain about it. You know what I mean? Because ultimately, yeah. we're the ones shooting ourselves in the foot. It's not the people commissioning us. Cause we, we go buy cheap stuff from Walmart and stuff all the time. Uh, <laughs> we know what it's like to save money. <laughs> exactly. <But laughs> if we don't demand better for ourselves, it's just going to keep happening over and over again. Yeah, no, you're you're right on the money, man. Like I I had to kind of, it's weird cuz I think at least when you're starting out, it's the I feel like it's a more of a confidence thing. Like you don't Yes. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, like yes. you you don't feel confident that like your art is good enough when you see like the Jim Lees or like the uh the mm-hmm. Todd Knox of the world, you know, drawing mm-hmm. out there and their stuff is selling for like $3,000 at some auction. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you know, when you're starting out, you're like should I really pay like price like, you know, put my price at like 300 for a, a one character print full color. Like is someone actually going to pay for like that. And then, you know, again, it, like you said, it's just, it just takes you doing it and telling someone like, no, this is what it is. And then you'd be surprised how many people are just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's your price. Or, or they'll be like, Oh, you know what? It's a little out of my price range. No big, no, it's no hurt feelings. You know what I mean? It's just business Dude, stuff. Absolutely. Uh, and, and to that point, um, you would be surprised how much easier it is to work with clients who will pay you $300 for a single character. <laughs> they will not bitch about, you know what I mean? They, they, they really won't. Thought, yeah. I heard this and I thought that's crazy. Why would you not? Those would be the pickier people. No, the people who pay you. I, I have a client right now paying me $700 for a, a pinup and he's done that before. And he loves every line that I make. <laughs> every, <laughs> it's so true. It's you know what I mean. It's so refreshing because I'll be in my head and I'll think, if this guy was paying me thirty dollars for this, like in the past, it would be an edit and an edit and an edit. I don't know if I like that. He loves every update I post, um, <laughs> and and you will find. But you 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 make the perfect point is that it's confidence. And the only way to build confidence is you have to test this. You have to test that belief. We're getting into psychology now. <laughs> no, we are. Yeah, we got to have that, you know, you know, that conviction. What, what is, that, do what is that called? CBT? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to find that belief, that negative belief, and then you got to go test it. And you yep. got to shatter it. Because the more <laughs> I raise prices, the more I found, the better clients will hire me. Uh, I've always, always been full on commissions. Now, granted... I'm not doing 30 commissions. I might be doing 10 commissions, but they're three times the price. So I'm still making the same amount of money. So I have those sketches that I can do so I can make you color them. <laughs> exactly. I have, exactly. I have the fun stuff. You have time for the fun <laughs> stuff, but the only way to do it is you have to, you have to test it. And, and, and my advice is that as soon as you are, as soon as you are full on commissions, you make a second price sheet and you, double your prices and, and i know it sounds crazy to a lot of people because they think well then i'm going to lose commissions i don't care you're going to lose commissions yeah you're going to lose commissions you're going to lose the cheap ones but if you charge in a hundred dollars for a character sheet or a character design and then you have five commission slots now I'm, I, I got all five booked up make a new character sheet as your pin post on twitter or whatever and and make it two hundred dollars now whatever it is it should be more than that but you get my point. Um, simple yeah, math. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty analogy, simple math. So you're full. Yeah, raise your prices, and that way, if somebody says, uh, "I want you to do a commission," you're not going to lose anything because you're already full on jobs. So, you, so 
the only way you're going to accept them is if they're willing to pay double that at that point in time. And people will, people will do that. And that's how you will find out what you're worth is you, that's honestly how it would work is you'll be so overloaded that you will raise your prices enough to try to keep people away and, and they will want your job. And that's how you will see like, Oh damn, I'm, I'm in demand. Like even at these high prices, I'm in demand. That's, that's the way that you will build confidence is you have to test it. You have to test it. And the best way to test it sometimes is when you are full or when you don't need money at all. That's the best place to be because when you're scared and you're in scarcity, I can't blame anybody for that, but learn it when you are in a good position, a good, healthy mindset. That's when you put your value sky high, you know, and, and see what you're worth because all of you out there are worth way more than you think you are just as human individuals let alone artists, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, test, for sure. Those things. Yeah. You hit it like right on the head too. And I would almost argue like it's a guarantee that you're going to, you're going to get clients regardless if you raise your prices. Because again, like once you have that, if you set that bar for your first round of commissions and you complete all of them, now there's a body of work to support when you up your prices and you can even have those mm-hmm. as, like demonstrated materials. Like, no, this is what it's going to look like. And if people like how that looks, then they won't mind paying the extra hundred dollars that you up your price to, because you you've already proven and established, like you can get things done on time. You can work with clients. You can do all these things. So, um, yeah, don't ever be afraid mm-hmm. to, uh, to jack up them prices. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're right. Once people see a body of work and, and, or they hear like a word of mouth reference from a friend, you know, this, this guy's really good they're going to come looking for you and they're probably not going to care about if somebody's looking unless there's they're completely strapped on money if somebody's looking for a character design and they're serious about it and they hear yeah. good things about an artist unless you're charging you know jim lee amounts which that's for the collectors um or <laughs> you know professional studios right but uh, right that price that you think is probably too high is probably what they're going to spend because they they're looking at it like a tattoo or, you know, who's going to design my character. This is the one, one thing that I'm going to have probably forever. So, so yeah, just, just test it. That's, that's my basic idea is artists raise your prices, test it out, see what you're worth and then keep raising it. Absolutely. Um, so what was the most stressful project that you ever done for a commission or otherwise, like something that just kind of limit tested you, made you sweat at night, made you think, holy shit, this, this is never going to get done. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. All these kinds of things. Isn't that every project? <laughs> <laughs> the most. The one that is just, it's got, the, the PTSD is still in your mind from this project period. Man, that, that really feels like every, all the newest <laughs> one. Like, I, I mean, I'm kind of joking, but I'm not, because like I feel like it's that talk we had about, Every every project you do, you try to do better than the last one. Yeah. So it's like when when you're at a weird point where the you, you know you kind of get those diminishing returns as an artist. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like how do I squeeze more more out of this? You know. Um, yeah, and you're just you're overlooking at it, and then mm-hmm. three hours gone by, you've made two lines on the whole two thing because it's at the <laughs> it's at the end point where like literally everything is done. And you're looking at it, and you're flipping it, and you're just flipping like, well, the fuck, I guess. you know what I mean? You're like, well, fuck, can I do, you know, can I do this? No, it looks fine yeah. there, I guess. You know, you're just looking flipping at the it, canvas nothing's 400 times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, maybe, 
I, you know what I think it is, is, is probably uh, part of the time where you're learning a, a new skill set too, and you're taking it into a project, and you're like, can I do this? I, I did one for a D&D pod. You guys saw me do it on stream. Um, and it was for Kai, and Kai's awesome. In a, oh, the, the beautiful you know, the, tree. That you the can... tree, yeah. <laughs> but I was trying to paint. You guys saw me lose years off my life because it wasn't... <laughs> It Watching you trying to paint was amazing. Yeah, it was literally one of the first projects where I was trying to paint because I wanted it to be something different, special. Because the the group that commissioned me for it, they all they put out such good content, and uh, I just wanted it to be something different and try something different. And in my head, in my head, it needed to be something different. Um, so that was that was a stressful one, just because I was trying to do something that I've never done before and it was for people that I genuinely wanted to be successful for like if it I, I shouldn't say if it was just a regular random client I wouldn't care but um yeah I think I think uh that was that was a tough one because it was a completely new skill set and doing it on stream in front of people <laughs> yeah so, that too. there's a performance there as well yeah but you know what that's what every artist should should do that uh get over those fears uh, I know because there there was a massive every night was just like they're watching me just drown. <laughs> <laughs> they're watching me in chat just Wait. drown and, and try to figure it out. And I'm asking questions and people trying to explain it in text, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's been it's been a month on this one tree. Um, we really did. We really did. Yeah. But I I personally think it turned out fucking gorgeous, dude. Like you might have felt terrible doing it and it was torturous, but damn, that thing turned out. Fire. Everybody was really positive about it. So, like, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, and it, like I said, it was it was a, an adventure. Uh, every and every comic artist should, if you want to be a comic artist at a con, you should practice that stuff because there's nothing <laughs> quite like drawing under pressure. And if you go table, and somebody commissions you, though those those are tough commissions because it can be a simple thing, but that dude that paid you for that commission, that sketch is usually standing right over you <laughs> or, or he says, I'm coming back in three hours. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And you're trying to run a table while you're doing it. Those are pressure moments. So between that, that and that tree, trying to paint, learn a new skill set on a commission. Those are probably the toughest ones, but they're the best sure. ones you, you look back on. You like, I did it. I lived, survived. I leveled up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then, I think I had it was in that college class, like our final project. We had to make these, uh, we had to make these stamps, I guess, out of uh, like a big post. They were like a poster, um, but they were supposed to basically be four pictures that come together, like postage stamps did back in the day or whatever. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I did mine on a big eleven by seventeen board, and my idea was I was gonna have. Um, every like Marvel hero that was in New York city and have like the NYC kind of come together in the middle. And like, I just remember like I took the project home on weekends. Like this thing took me four or five weeks to do easy. And I was, I, I put at that point because of how I wasn't quite as efficient as I am now. Um, I easily put like, uh, 60 or 70 hours into <laughs> into just just yeah. that they like yeah and i was doing traditional stuff so i was trying to do gradations with like colored pencils and i was using copics and like 
all of this shit and I still was behind and it was 3 a.m. the day before the final was due and we had to turn them in um, before I get before I got it done. And it was just it was just a nightmare of a project. But like that one easily was is one of the most stressful projects I've ever taken on for myself. Um, But I also really want to try to redraw it now in digital and make it a poster print because I know like not only would the characters look better, but I think just overall it would just be a it just be a better yeah. experience. I mean, do you, do you still like the idea? Like, do you think the idea holds up enough to redo it? Because I I see a lot of artists do that; they redraw stuff. But uh, I I don't know. Like, I always feel like kind of bored once an idea gets out. But I don't know how you feel with it. I think if I tackle it again, it wouldn't be. I I don't think for me it would be boring. It would be definitely something I'd be like hyped yeah. to do because. I look at the characters and the way they look on that project now. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like what, how was this ever an idea in your head that you can, <laughs> that you can draw comic <laughs> books um, with how, like, I just expect like anatomy, like lighting, like dynamic poses, arrangement, like all that shit. I oh, look at it now. And I'm like, oh, if no you're way. trying to, if you're trying to do comics and colored pencils together, like that's a art. I mean, that's, you were, you were like, Swinging for the fences, you know what I mean. We were, we were going ham, my guy. We yeah, were you were going ham. How did? Well, I mean, how did it go over? I mean, everybody in class was just like, "Dude, how did you fit all these characters?" Oh my god, it's the Hulk, <laughs> like blah blah blah. Because um, like, just just in one corner, I had to have the Avengers. So that's like nine mm-hmm. characters in one part of it. And then I did the Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles. I did the Fantastic Four. And then I did the defenders because they're technically another group. So like each one of these groups has like at least a minimum of four or five characters. And so like when they saw it on the board, they're like, holy crap, how did you pull this? You know, but it went over yeah. well, but like, holy mother of God, I, I just, the stress levels had never been higher. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome though, man. Like those, those things where you're just like, yeah, you're kind of drowning. You just, it, it when the windows go over well like that, it it has to give you so much confidence for your next project, right? Oh, it definitely did moving forward. Like that's after yeah. I after I pulled that off, that's when I picked up the first like uh the little Mothman comic book that I was on for years. Um that's when I oh, yeah. got the confidence enough to do that or whatever and Yeah. So that was that was weird, weird the how catalyst. That works, right? Yeah, like, it's weird man. The, the, those little steps that like lead you to that one avenue that you kind of like, okay, I need to be doing this, but I wouldn't have had the confidence to do this if I hadn't spent 60 hours trying to <laughs> fit every character into an 11 by 17. Yeah. Cause I was still like, I was still playing ball. So like I, it sounds, it sounds like, Oh, four weeks and 70, like 70 hours is like all I had. And that's like, that's, that's all I had at I mean, the time. Cause a, I'm, no, that's a lot. That's a lot. Even I'm, if that's all you're doing. I mean, I'm going to class. I had practice, you know, and then yeah. I had, you know, other shit too, like, other commitments and all that but yeah. yeah i mean it was it was wild it was definitely a wild one but i'm glad i'll have to try to find it and actually send it to you um might be on my phone somewhere oh but, yeah for sure man yeah it, that was a that was a banger but yeah i've been thinking about redoing it but anyway um so we don't kink shame here so what is like the weirdest commission you've ever <laughs> taken on was there something that was just like oh my like i'm gonna make some money but i definitely lost points with jesus on this one you know what i mean <laughs> You don't kink shame, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I don't remember all of Twitch. Um, <laughs> we do. We don't kink shame here, man. It's all good. 
Uh, man, I, weirdest one. I, I had one. I mean, I had one that was intentionally weird. Uh, that actually blew up on my TikTok. It's it's sitting at like um, five hundred thousand views. Oh uh, damn! Yeah, it was crazy, but it was like this kind of like sexy dinosaur. But that was intentionally. <laughs> I I you've probably seen it if if I showed it to you, but like um. It was a really sick, like brontosaurus. <laughs> from back I mean, side. they were thick. Yeah, they were thick. Yeah, back, yeah. You know, but that was like the. It was like a whole uh, cast of comic book characters. I did. I did like several dinosaurs, and this was one character in particular um, that that was her persona. So uh, that was like it made sense within the storyline that you're given as the commission and the group of them. But when you post it by itself, it really, <laughs> out of context, if you will, yeah. when you just post it by itself or on TikTok, it really stands out as a, what, <laughs> like, what is this guy doing? What is this guy drawing? Oh, um, yeah. It's one of those moments. Yeah. I feel it, dude. Uh, did I, I, I've probably told you my first commission story. Haven't I? Uh, maybe that's my weird refresh one. me because it's definitely my what? weirdest one to date. Because my I just started doing uh commissions when I came home after that semester with that class, and uh, and my dad was like, Hey, my buddy at work wants you to draw him, you know, a, a picture of Tinkerbell, and I'm like, All right, that's easy enough, you know what I mean? Plenty of reference out there, like, you know, I had my Copics and everything, um, but then he was like, No, he wants it topless. And uh, to make sure that you get, to make sure you get the the areolas right, and I was like, I mean, <laughs> I was like, so Dad, I'm not. I know. I was like, Dad, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I've seen some tits. You know what I mean? Like, I know what areolas look like. And yeah. uh, I kept sending him progress shots because he gave me uh, that guy's number eventually. Um, and I shit you not, like I'm sitting still working on the commission as I'm like sending him progress shots throughout the evening or the week or whatever. Um, and he comes back and he is just fixated on how these areolas are supposed to look <laughs> to the point that he sends me a picture of his wife's boobs, dude. Like he just sends huh. me a tit pic of his <laughs> wife. And he's like, I need them to look like this. And I was like, did you want me to just commission your wife as Tinkerbell, bro? Cause like, you could have just said <laughs> right. any of that information. And it would have been fine, but uh, that was not the case. But hey, it was, I mean, it was uh, sixty dollars like, easy. See, see, Ray, you, you could have made one hundred twenty. You could have, you could have really got pics of a guy's wife <laughs> and made one hundred twenty bucks if you just knew your value. I, dude, at that point in time, you know that's you know that's the next segment is is skirting and Delorean, but we'll get there anyway. But yeah, that is so, so that was wild. my weirdest one, man. That is so personal. Yeah, I've never had. Uh, that happened at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know to feel like cheated out of like an art career now because you're like, I feel like you're way ahead of me actually on this. <laughs> just, uh, you know, just don't be afraid to take those hentai commissions, man. They'll get you through. Right. through you know? Dude, I, I <laughs> saw the funniest uh, YouTube. I, I think, or I think maybe it's a TikTok or something like that, but it's like, uh, it has this artist trying to get commissions and that keeps showing them like kind of like, do different prices and lower their prices and lower their prices. And, you know, they update it on Twitter and post it. It's like a screenshot of them. And then it shows like at the end, they're not getting any, their inbox is completely empty every time they lower prices. And they're like, basically like, I will do this for a piece of bread. I'll do commissions for a piece of bread. And then at the end, they, 
put not safe for work on their commission list. <laughs> and, and it shows it shows their inbox just go like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> just blow up. And every artist knows that it's hundred percent true. If you so if you're willing to dip into that market, there's you will never uh, be empty on commissions again. <laughs> you will never not have work if you get into the NSFW. Like even the ludes, yeah. I'd, I'd uh, argue, like you're good, bro. Dude, you know? yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh man! But uh, moving down the line here, it's skirting in a DeLorean, if you will. We're gunning it to '88 and never looking back here. I know you know that one because that's an old movie. Yeah, um, I'm old. This, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's exactly what I was getting at. Thank God you caught that. Um, but this segment of the show, we ask our guests advice they would have given to those who are, or I guess their younger selves or like uh, those starting freelance. So at a younger, if you could see a younger Steve standing in front of you and he's got his little pencils and he's got his box of Copics and he's, it was a good, ready to, you know, uh, <laughs> exactly. A two B. I like my, I love my two Bs. Yeah. I love two Bs. Um, what would you have told yourself uh, or like uh, somebody that's starting a freelance career? Mm, uh, uh, probably like at the top. I know it's back to the money talk, but like uh, be financially as responsible as possible because you don't want that hanging over your head while you're stressing on a project. Uh, like yeah. that's the last thing you, that's the last, that's the, the main thing that will keep you up at night in freelance is like, when is work going to come in? Cause it, it, it really is like a hot and cold business. Like I, I, I got more commissions in the last two months than I probably had all year. And like this whole year, maybe because of COVID was just a huge drought. I mean, it was so sparse and I was literally living off money that I made last year at, at some point because I'd saved all of it. Finally learned to save every penny you make. And that would be that would be what I would tell myself is like don't go buy that stupid Funko Pop that you don't really need like not that they're stupid <laughs> um, but like you know what I mean like you don't need <laughs> yeah it. you don't need that thing like save that money or invest it somehow if this is really what you this is really truly what you want to do because every little thing that you buy that you're like oh I just made this big job and I got all this money now I promise you in in a month you're gonna need every penny of that because <laughs> that's just the way the business works. So save it. Don't get on Amazon as soon as you get a big job and start buying stuff, buying games, whatever it is. Um, yeah, that's that's what that's probably like the number one thing above so many other things is just if you're if you're like I'm gonna get into freelance in a couple of years, then just work work your ass off at whatever job you have to save up that money. And kind of plan it out, you know, where like I have X amount. If I didn't make any money, I can survive a year. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because that'll take so much stress off you. And it'll give you so much lead time if things are going south where you're like, you don't have to freak out and say, I might have to go get a job tomorrow. Uh, like at this, at this point, it's like I might have to go get a job in six months. But that gives me time for things to go right. That gives me time to get better at stuff that gives me time to think about stuff you know all those all those little things so that that would be the one thing that i think most freelancers probably break on is they jump into this way too early and thinking they can do it streamers streamers too you know you probably you know you because you've been around that whole environment is that 
people see one successful streamer or they would they would come to my stream and talk to me about it but i w i wasn't telling everybody that i was streaming for 50 hours a week that's more than most people work and i was making less than i would have made in another job but i was at least able to do art right at least able to build that yeah, up for sure for so, sure so the, the loss was worth it but if you're going to go into any of that stuff know the time you're going to have to put in before you can be comfortable making a living at it and that may be a couple of years right so have that money and savings before you jump into it if you don't have it there it's going to be a it's going to be a nightmare because that's i did that that's what i did it was i the first time a guy said i want you to work on my comic um i quit basically all but my weekend job um and went straight into it streaming i'm gonna work on this comic on the stream and take commissions and it, it's just been sometimes you're surviving <laughs> on crumbs you know what i mean so exactly uh yeah that's that's kind of what i would advise is just have a safety net that way your your mental space can focus on what's important and not uh like do i need to go find work you know what i mean or, or can i make this through you're at least stressing out on like how do I draw a hand instead of like is this <laughs> gonna last a, you know what I mean? What is this yeah, gonna last for sure. a month or if my car breaks down, what's gonna happen, blah blah blah. Yeah, all that good all that stuff. Because you know, and then I think once you have that mental space freed up, I I would argue that it's probable that your art's also gonna take a, a, a step forward as well because you're not hindered in any way. Like it's it's different to draw with a free mind than it is like I have six other things going on and have to knock out this yeah. commission today. You know you, what I mean? You're, you're so right on that. <clears throat> and it's, and that's like, I remember one, one piece of advice that changed me around was, uh, like doing, uh, more focused studies and not just drawing like, and, and to, to the point that you're saying, it's like, if you're not focused because you're, you're worried about if this goes wrong or that, am I going to have power? Am I going to, you know, am I going to even be able to afford the internet next month or whatever? Um, then how are you going to focus on, you know, the, the hard edge of a shadow <laughs> and like, like exactly. three fourths perspective and, and all this other stuff that you have to look, it's a whole entire skill set you have to learn. Take all the other garbage out and stress out of your life. If you're in bad relationships with friends or, you know, a bad relationship, <laughs> like all that stuff, all that stuff is going to compound on you. If you don't have people supporting you, uh, when times get tough, um, that that's, those are all things I wish I would have like made extra time to, to get them solidly in place. Because like, like I said, we go back to the streaming things. Like that was a we thing. That wasn't just me streaming. That was a community because there were, tons of days when i didn't want to get on there man social anxiety yeah, sure. or just being tired and it would just take one or two messages on discord like i can't wait to live today you know what i mean it's like all right i got support i have mental support and emotional support and uh you and i have talked about this as men we don't uh, get that a lot in society no right? it's like no we do not you're no. uh you're, you're you're in tekken and you're pushed off that cliff <laughs> That's you know what I mean? and, pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and not a lot of us get to talk about it because it's kind of like suck it up and do it. And I'm of that mindset too, suck it up and do it. But uh, I won't tell anybody else that because I know it's a stupid, stupid way to live. 
<laughs> you know, it like really is. Telling my friend, yeah, it really, really is. And so, have your financial support covered. Have your uh, emotional health covered. The choosing the right people in your life when you go into a freelance thing, because the last thing you want is someone to like people to like put that pressure on you when when things are falling apart. Because they will fall yeah. apart. Freelance. It just it just happens. It's not like a negative thing. It's just bring your parachute if you're jumping out of a plane, right? Like no. Yeah, it's no a ride, thing. baby. It's a ride. <laughs> it's a scary ride, but it's a ride. <laughs> and, but when it's, it's good, it's when it's good. It's so it's so worth it. You know. So just just have the rest of things in place to be ready when things go wrong because they will go wrong, and you don't want that to slow you down in, at all. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's just that, it's that crazy ex that you just can't get over. You know what I mean? When you're together, mm-hmm. that sex is hot and wild and you're <laughs> loving and it. They're, but they're constantly sending you pictures of draw Tinkerbell. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's great. You know what I mean? But then as soon right. as that script gets flipped, oh boy, are we in for a yeah. wild one? You know? 100%. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just stay prepared. Uh, That's basically it. Exactly. All it's all you can do, really. It's all you can do. Yeah. Um, what are your some of your favorite resources uh, for artists that are trying to sell their work or people that are trying to get commissions? Like, what are some things that you've used that are successful for you? Um, I'll say the one thing that people don't talk about enough is uh, return clients, and uh, that's like. There's a, there's a lot of that thing we talked about social media and algorithms and and people worried about getting like a million followers right yeah I, you can have a million followers and you can make zero zero dollars I promise you that <laughs> like that's just yeah, the way sure. that the, that's just the way that it works right but you can have I, I think if artists start thinking about getting the right followers or getting the right fans or the right clients I I added it up a couple of years ago where I had maybe four or five people pay my yearly commission. You know what I mean? They're between four or five people. It wasn't between, you know, 7,000 people on Instagram following or whatever. It was the same four or five people taking care of me. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's, that's one thing that it doesn't necessarily matter what social media you use. Just that once you get that first client, they're good to you treat them really good um for the sake of just being like a, a non-shitty human but also <laughs> for the sake that <laughs> yeah you know just the, don't kill them you know yeah nice. yeah for the sake that you know like um they're probably going to tell their friends about you and i and, and i can trace i can trace several clients to one person and it just spider webs out from that uh so whatever social media you use don't don't stress too much on like numbers. Try to think about just getting that one client and doing that one job the best you can. And um, at that point, they will come back, or at some point, somebody will come back, and they usually won't come back alone. <clears throat> but if we are talking about social media and different places to use, I for me, Facebook has probably been the best as a comic artist. I think people sleep on it a little bit because it's got a bad reputation for politics and of families course. fight yeah. with each other, <laughs> all that yeah. good stuff. Uh, but it, it's been probably the by far the best job site um, for getting commissions of people that I don't know. You know, uh, yeah. 
I think Reddit's really good. Uh, if you if you have a specific style of art, um, you can find some different uh, subreddits that more targeted. That's probably what that's probably where Facebook succeeds. Is that I got a lot of commissions based off posting in groups that are targeted towards people who like comic art or need a comic artist or uh, need a D and D commission or whatever. So um, target things and just don't spend your time just uh, trying to appeal to a whole entire broad audience when you're when you're looking for commissions and stuff like that too. Yeah, it, kind of, it goes back to the, you know do what you want to be doing. You know what I mean? Don't don't uh-huh. waste that yeah. time and energy. Yeah, uh, just because that's when the work feels like work. You know what I mean? That's when art doesn't yeah. feel like fun. Uh, when you're not doing what you want to be doing. Even even your best jobs, man, I'm sure you know this, like even the jobs that you want to be doing, like there's a, there's a point where it feels like work. And uh, it's okay for artists to admit that shit too, you know? It's like, yeah. like there's a point where this is hard and it's taking a lot of hours <laughs> and you want to be done with it because you're just, you're just mentally tired and love looking at your own art for that long. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's that. I guess that goes back to the whole like set yourself up for success and mental health with all that stuff, you know. Like, do do the stuff that you like doing because you will be spending seventy hours drawing Marvel characters. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly. So you better you better love it. Oh my god, um, I I'm gonna have to add uh, Facebook to mine, I guess, and kind of take a deep dive because I think. <clears> when, <throat> Do it this and, past uh, summer when I did full time full tilt commissions. I was just I just used Upwork and Fiverr, and between the two of those sites, I made oh, yeah. you know, plenty of money. You know what I mean? But, oh, was Fiverr pretty yeah. good? Because I I I just just the idea of Fiverr, I just did not want to be on it. Just the idea I, of a site. You know what I mean? It it was yeah. more like a hard edge like uh, stance against the idea that we're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, exactly. I know you can adjust your prices on there after a point um and i've heard people say some good things about it but yeah i i don't know how it is how was how was it for you it was great i mean it was great on both ends like it's that when i set my price i got you know i got those like people still wanted those jobs even when they saw my prices like um people that wanted comic book stuff there's not really like um a gig that you can make but like what i did was i put my per page rate so if you want me to do you know a full issue like a 12 page issue for you including a cover um it's like 80 dollars per page because essentially it's about how much as far as hourly go uh, i would make making that you know page for you it's like you know yeah five hours of my hourly you know that's a great Um, way to think about it too for people pricing your art is is price hourly if you're confused on where to price your art that's a really good point you just brought up there um is to set your hourly pay and and figure out what you can get going down the street to make that and then figure it out for your art. Pretty much. Like, I like I finished grad school, so, like, my degree, like, my bar is, like, what the average minute, like, the average wage hourly is for master's degrees, and it's, like, $22, $20 an hour in Missouri. So okay, if I'm going to yeah. spend five hours doing a project for you that's that's a hundred dollars you know what i mean but that's mm-hmm. that's how that is mm-hmm. um so it's kind of that and then you got to kind of think of like i have a fixed you know per character charge like if it's a one if it's like a two character commission or something like that my base price is this which comes with 
a character, you know, the print itself, color, but then it's an extra 35 because I'm adding another character, that kind of stuff. You know, you it just depends on how you want to do it. Um, yeah. Doing right. it like that on those sites where people kind of think that way because they're not artists um, gravitates so much easier, I found. Um, and so, yeah, pretty much the whole summer, I had some kind of commission going, whether it was like um, a long-term one or whether it was... Uh, I got a shit ton of children's book illustrations um, yeah, done over will. summer, dude. I really, you know, you you do one and then they they end up... Those were some of my best clients, honestly, the children's book committee. Yeah. They're, they're just so happy to be like, oh my God, like this looks great. The kids are going to love this in the book when we print it, blah, blah, blah. And then they go tell people... You get two more clients, and it's like the same kind of vibe. Like Timmy goes into space and gets lost, and then has to come home, kind of shit. But yeah, so, you know. so that's yeah, that's that that return client thing, man. It like people don't talk about that. I feel like nearly enough is that if you make that one client really happy, that's what you need is to make that first one happy that tells two more people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. that's interesting what you said about the children's book thing because. Uh, I've heard good and bad about it. Like I've heard, <laughs> I've heard sometimes it's an absolute nightmare, but uh, you seem to have a really, really positive experience with it. I, I got lucky, I think, because the, the ones that I had, um, A, they were just fun projects, um, but B, like the interactions and the energy, because a couple of them we did FaceTimes instead of emails um, that I got from the people that I was working with were just really positive and great. So, um, I might have just okay. gotten lucky. Um, I do. I did have one. I think that was like she. She was a. She was a writer, so she was looking for a kind of that style for her cover of her novel. Um, and it was one of those like <laughs> I just. It was just like here it is. Three more hours. Here it is. Three more hours because there's always just something that's not you know correct on it. So I definitely spent way more than the cover yeah. price that I put out there on that project. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But that's real. one out of the <laughs> eight that I had this summer. You know, like I'll that's, take that. That's, that's pretty right. good. That's pretty good, dude. Yeah. Oh man. Well, my guy, we have done it. We have done the pod. We have we have reached the end of the the rainbow, and I have to give a shout out to our unofficial official sponsor of the podcast, podcast dot com, where you can get anything you need put up there as far as podcast content. They have unlimited storage and search engine capabilities to get your podcast out on the web. That's podcasts.com. Now, where can people find you if they, you know, will say, want to send you some really great fan art of you wearing a blue skirt, maybe some thigh-high white heels, maybe uh, a big red yeah. ribbon bow. Who knows? Yeah. <clears throat> maybe uh, if they want to send you some weird feet pics. You know. I'm actually not on social media at all now. <laughs> I just wow. literally, literally just deleted everything off the web. So that Damn. sucks if they want to Damn, do that. Unfortunate, um, really. Here they can politely fuck off. But yeah, if you want to be a mature and supportive um, fan of mine. <laughs> You can it's Scuba's art on pretty much all social media. S K O O B A S A R T. Spelled with a K because um, you know I grew up in the '90s when everything cool was spelled oh, with yeah. a K. 
Mortal Kombat, you know, too. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And everybody <laughs> decided to take scuba on every social media anyways. So True. it is it is spelled that way and it's Instagram, Facebook, Art Station, um yeah, Twitch maybe hopefully someday. YouTube, uh I got lessons up there, Gumroad, I got coloring pages, uh and Instagram, I think I said, and uh Twitter. TikTok? And TikTok. And the yes, talk. And TikTok. The talk is what's happening. TikTok, at, I don't post much on there since they changed their algorithm on there. It kind of throttled everything really bad. But, uh, man, that was such a good site for a while. That was <laughs> so good for a while. Uh, maybe it'll go back. You never know. Yeah, Things yeah. Change. If it does, oh, man, we're feasting. We are feasting. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah, man. are everything. Sounds good, baby. Well, we will we will be there regardless. As always, it is just a an absolute delight to kind of get get to be able to chat with you. You know, like usual. Dude, it's um, been an honor, man, and it's been far too long since we got to uh, bullshit together. I, I really, really, really appreciate it, man. Yeah, no worries. I, I'm just I'm happy to have you on the show. You know, um, so keep on coming back. We'll have several great artists. Um, you can find my socials uh, at Jalen Holston on Twitter, at Art by Jalen on everything else. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, and we will see you guys on the next episode. All right? You all stay safe. Have a good one.